Hello everyone and welcome in to the Not So Experts. My name is Avery Nelson, joined by my good friend and co-host Taylor Mooney. Um, coming at you from a slightly unorthodox podcast setting in a hotel room. Um, it's a weird one, and we sh- and we're recording on a Monday, which is even weirder. Um, so all of this feels off, and we're both very tired. Uh, yeah. I took a four-day weekend, so I can't even really complain that much, but I'm going to do it anyway. I'm already dreading work again tomorrow, Um, but, you know, it is what it is. Um, Nice to have a break from work, um, but even nicer to talk about Bama Hoops. John Gray is back. Huge news. Um, We had already kind of talked about it a little bit. Mm -hmm. Um, We kind of assumed that he was going to come back, but... Really, with these types of situations, who knows? But there's a whole lot to consider here. Um, one thing I was looking at on Twitter the other day, um, a lot of people didn't really know what was going to happen with international basketball um, in terms of the money with a lot of the international teams with all this COVID stuff going on. So I think that is something that was kind of interesting um, to consider as well. So <clears throat> maybe there's not as many options as there would have been. Uh, coming out uh, but regardless absolutely huge news yeah and absolutely makes the team better I mean I don't think we can um, you know talk about enough how big this is for Alabama yeah it's it's major I mean I was I was excited but I mean I don't I, I guess to to as much to a degree as I can be excited about Bama hoops um, but I will say now looking at our potential starting lineups, right? It's obviously um, John Petty slots right in at the two, and I like he. I I think that's a big thing as well. Is that um, although we've recruited well, we've brought in some seriously uh, some serious talent and um, transfers as well. John Petty still had a solid starting spot available to him if he came back, and and he did. Um, and I mean, it's, it's weird because today as well, Trenton Watford and, um, uh, smart is not Marcus smart, but a, yeah. a few of the guys at LSU were coming back as well. Um, and it's just, I mean, Trenton Watford, uh, I don't know exactly where he was projected in the draft. Um, but I would, I would imagine he a little bit a higher than John Petty. Was he yeah, not? But yeah. He was a sec. He was maybe a second round pick, okay. but he wasn't going to be a first rounder. Right. And, but just in general, I thought it was a really interesting day of people returning, although, we, like we said, we did think John Petty was a little bit outside of that guaranteed contract fringe. Um, but even so, uh, glad to have John Petty back. Uh, apparently, I mean, honestly, I didn't think we'd see – I mean, I thought we'd see some people, like, the you know, some the sports beat writers and, and us tweet – I mean, I didn't tweet – um, but people like us tweet about it, but like a lot of people were really excited about this, man. And I really think Bama Hoops is just picking up steam in general. Like Goulette's, uh, is giving out, was it dollar beers until 11 PM today? Yeah. 
Um, and they posted a graphic of John Petty with, a, I believe, a Bud Light. <laughs> um, <laughs> they, which, I've seen them do it with some athletes with uh, 32-ounce wells, and that's Oh, that's good. Too. Like, okay. when Herb Jones hit the shot, uh, the one-handed free throw. They right. put a 32-ounce well in Herb's hand, and that was pretty funny. That's um, But uh, like you said, not only John Petty coming back, we'll probably have three seniors in the starting lineup. Right. Um, so you know, I saw a tweet that there's only there's only uh, four players that have played you know a game for Alabama and an Alabama jersey uh, on this next year's team, but the four guys that we have that have played have a lot of experience. Bruner's got a lot of experience and there's a ton of talent with the new guys. And that's a huge, I mean, that's just going to be absolutely huge, not only for those guys, but um, you look at the guys that, that left, I, I think we upgraded at almost every position absolutely. Uh, with the newcomers that we've got coming in. Um, you know, you got long athletic rangy guys that can shoot and there's a ton of them. Um, you know, realistically, I don't, I was talking to one of our friends earlier about this, uh, today. Um, you know, realistically, you don't want to necessarily play 10 guys, but I think if you pick 10 on this team, I think you absolutely could. Um, I think they're that good. Yeah. It's, and also, uh, like you said, a lot of experience, but, uh, also leadership, um, like Herb Absolutely. and John uh, are obvious leaders in this team, as well as I believe from at least from his personality, I could very much see Javon Quinterly being a leader in this team. And he's already had a year with the team, not necessarily playing with them, but he's been in the locker room. So I could definitely yeah. see uh, those three guys being leaders uh, on and off the floor. And that's huge, especially when you have, like you said, so many new guys um, trying to fit into the team, having that many leaders um, it, it kind of makes a little, everything a little bit easier where you don't have to just go to one guy. Uh, if you have a problem or whatever, you could go to any of those three and it just makes everybody's life a little bit easier. Uh, getting, getting, uh, bedded into Tuscaloosa and getting, getting bedded into the squad. Absolutely. And then, and then you look at a kid, uh, just not to, not to beat a dead horse here, but you look at Bruner. Um, he's a senior Ivy league kid with a degree from Yale. Yeah. Pretty so, good. You know what I'm saying? So there's a lot of older, experienced guys that have played a lot of basketball um, that understand, I think, how good the team can be. Um, And I think that's going to pay dividends. A lot of the guys that um, Nate has brought in, if you look at Prima, if you look at Chiku, um, you know, quite a few of the guys have NBA aspirations. You can't come in and and mess around if you want to go play in the NBA. So. Mm Um, it seems like all these guys have a fire lit under their ass, so to speak. Um, and that could be a, a huge thing for the team. A lot of the national guys we're talking about, um, this Alabama roster is a top three roster in the league, mm-hmm. um, which when is the last time we've been able to say that? I, I, in our lifetime, I'm not, I'm not sure i can remember what time you know what i mean no no i mean exactly i mean the the talent is there i think nato's you know he he developed guys um you look at a dude like shackleford um, yep i mean goodness gracious i mean he's a great fit for this uh scheme and he's 
in my opinion, he probably comes off the bench, but he's going to get starter minutes regardless. Yeah, um, definitely. If you look at how he played last year, there's no way you're not giving that guy as much time as possible. Yeah, definitely. Um, and and he, he, gets, uh, he gets lost in the mix as well. And then, like you said, um, new guys coming in in Primo, Chiku, uh, who uh, especially Chiku or, or specifically yeah. Chiku, I would say, is, is more of a raw talent, um, but definitely somebody who's perfect well, not only for NATO to schemes, but also just perfect for a NATO team where, you know, he can be developed by a coach who's proven that he can develop guys um, and get the best out of them, especially if they fit in his scheme, which Chiku does. So. Yeah, as far as depth goes, which is something always a concern, great. As far as leadership goes, great. Um, shooting ability, great. We have size. We have speed. The team looks really good. I mean, there's I, that, that's kind of the long and short of it. You know what I mean? Um, and, and whatever the starting yeah. five is, there are p- few people, you know, like saying Shaq, Shaq's going to start and uh, Primo could get a spot in the starting five. Whatever. It doesn't matter to me. You know what I mean? Like whatever it both shakes out to good options. And yeah. They're also going to play starter minutes. They're going to play. Yeah. A lot of basketball. Yeah. The only, whatever it the shakes only, out to. The only reason I say Primo starts um, is because he's six, six. I mean, he is a crazy athlete, um, can jump out of the gym, should be super fun to watch. Um, and if you look at the before and after uh, of the last month since he's been here, the dude has abs in a month. I mean, he's made more progress in the last month than I have in four years. And granted, I don't work out nearly as much as he does, but yeah, I mean, the dude got a six pack in like a month. I tell you what, buddy, he's eating chicken and rice three days times a day. All right, bunch of sit ups, bunch of medicine ball stuff. I don't even know. That kid, um, that kid is on a strict plan. Maybe if I keep going to these uh, boxing and kickboxing classes, I will. Uh, I'll look like that too eventually. But probably. yeah, when I get to when I get to part when I get to come and hang out with y'all at the lake next time, I'm fully expecting you to be absolutely shredded to the gills. Look, dude, I don't know. We'll see. Nothing hey, left. So I went to this class. I went to this class. Uh, I guess it was last week. They had us doing burpees, and I was like, I am not cut out for this, dude. Like, <laughs> we were doing burpees, and just, oh, my Lord. It was it was a lot, but we'll see. We'll see I once, what happens. I got taught once that the perfect burpee is uh, not even a full push-up. Your knees are on the ground, and then when you jump, just jump high enough to slide a piece of paper under your feet. And that's that's all you need for a burpee. That's the ideal one. Yeah, well, uh, tell that to my the the leader of the class. She was not having that. She was okay, like, go I'll... higher, dude. And I was like, oh, I don't want to be a Navy SEAL. <laughs> You're yeah. training your explosive athlete abilities. Yeah, like, I want to be not fat, lady. Like, come on. Like, look at me here. Uh, what? what do you think I'm training for? I'm 5'9". Like one day, one day there's going to be a giant Alabama athletics podcast basketball tournament. All right. And we're going to have to compete. And if you can't jump out the gym, we got no shot, Taylor. No uh, shot. Yeah. I'm going to go out on a limb and just say we're, we're screwed in that one. <laughs> well, we I mean, are terrible at basketball, but we're good at talking about it. Yes. 
and we're excited about it. To Talk be fair, not cheap. Um, it's but it's been like it's been a weird week, and that was like kind of a. I, I mean, I guess he was he was always talking about uh, announcing that this week. Um, but the end of July came. Uh, what three days ago, whatever. And uh, the SEC had discussed they were coming up with a plan. They were hoping to have it ready by the end of July for the football season. Here we are, August 3rd, as we record, conference only, which was inevitable in reality because every I mean, everybody really, else has gone conference only. So what were we gonna do? Yeah, we're gonna play. We're gonna play non-conference games if everybody else is playing conference. We're playing. Games. Like, we're playing possible. FCS schools just. Yeah. Just for the hell of it. Just FCS schools. Right. <laughs> No, no but I mean, play. I kind of dig it, man. Like, um, SEC, it, honestly, SEC fans in general already are super elitist. Um, Absolutely. I think this, I think this ten game season is only going to uh, prove that even more. To be honest with you, um, and I'm definitely going to be one of them. Um, if you look at Alabama's schedule. It looks like it's probably going to include the entire SEC West plus Georgia plus Tennessee uh, plus possibly Florida and Vanderbilt, which I think would be sick. Um, I say I say give us every good team in the league this year. I mean, if you're going to sit here and do a 10-game season, why not just schedule it to where every SEC team just plays, you know, the top SEC teams? You're going to play 10 anyway. Um, I think it would be kind of BS, to be honest with you, if you didn't have the top four or five teams all play each other. Um, yeah. I think this is the perfect opportunity to do that. Um, you can fix your scheduling model this year. Um, and I think I think it's pretty cool. I, I really dig it. If it happens, I think I'm really gonna like it. Yeah, it's um, I, I we were just uh, talking about it before, and I was little, I was like, okay, well let if you had an ideal schedule, and like you said, I would agree the ideal schedule would just be the best teams playing the best teams because at this point, if we're gonna have a season, let's just do it big. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, um, exactly. And then, then you look, you say, all right, well, who are the best teams? And then you compare it to our conference slate that we already had scheduled. We we don't really have to add too many teams. We had an in, incredibly difficult conference slate already. Um, exactly. And then and then like you said, it looks like Georgia, Tennessee, Florida, Vandy. The that's the three top teams in the East from last season. And then Vandy. But then okay, let's pick out another team from the East: Kentucky, Missouri, South Carolina. I, honestly, it's it's a none of them were that great. Maybe Kentucky with the natural quarterback would be the best of those four. But in reality, maybe, maybe, but as long as you get Florida on there, I don't think it really matters. Exactly. And the gap between say Kentucky and Tennessee at three and four, at least from last year is major as far as talent goes, as far as, well, I don't, yeah, as far as coaching goes, I'd I'd argue it, it, there's a gap as well. Um, And so in reality, uh, we have the best schedule possible if uh, like you said if we get florida um which it looks like we will um at least from what we're hearing then yeah the that's that schedule is very solid and i'm i'm honestly excited to, to see how it goes because there's no real home field advantage so it's just best team wins in reality yeah on a, in an ideal it, setting whichever team 
whichever team is able to motivate themselves enough to play up to their abilities effect, essentially. I mean, exactly. obviously with no fans, it's going to be pretty weird, but again, kind of like baseball, everybody is in, you know, basketball, everybody is under the same, you know, set of circumstances. So the best team is the best team anywhere you look at. It. Yep. Yeah. Unless good. obviously you have a COVID outbreak and, and the best players on a team are gone, you know, but, exactly. but, but I mean, really, um, if you've got all your horses in a game and you don't win it, then that's on you. Yeah, absolutely. That's my, then that's the thing that worries me the most is, is the whole, oh, well, we had seven players out because, uh, you know, we, somebody hit Galettes or whatever, you know, or just went to class. <laughs> Yeah. Somebody hit Galette's for the $1 beers because John Petty's back. Um, yeah, don't blame him. Don't blame him. I'll be doing the same thing. <laughs> um, but, yeah, it's just – I don't know. The whole thing, it's – and for me, it's 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 teetering because I think the only way to do it 100% is do it in bubble. And, obviously, college football, the only way you can you do that do is that. admitting – the only way of doing that is admitting that football players are different than regular students, which is just not going to happen. In, in a real world and so at the end of the day um, i mean how do you bubble these guys though i mean like you can't like i don't know like you can't have multiple teams in a bubble it, like it just doesn't work for football like it does for basketball it would or, it would be it would be too many teams <laughs> most likely and then you'd have to figure out a city probably for each conference players. right and then yeah it, it would i'm not saying that i think it would work I'm just saying that's the only way to 100% make sure the season goes off without a hitch. And like you said, it's a logistical nightmare and really, at the end of the day, isn't going to happen realistically. Um, no. So, I mean, you know, like I, like I said, if we're going to do it, let's just do it big. Let's just do a big schedule with the big, biggest teams um, and just see how far we get and let's see what we see what kind of games we actually get with a spring game environment, essentially. One question for you, does the delayed start um, help Bryce Young win the job? Oh, that's a good question. See, and so my the way I look at quarterback battles, right, is generally speaking, and just historically speaking under Coach Saban, the, the guy with more experience generally will start the first game. And then as, as, and then, you know, either he pulls a Blake Barnett and absolutely flounders and gets yanked. Quits on the team in the middle of the season. Yeah. Um, and gets yanked from the game or, um, it's more of a, they kind of share it for the first couple of games, um, kind of situation. I, I think that especially considering potentially Georgia being our first, I see first game, um, it could, it could well, uh, mean that we have to make a hard decision because you don't want to go into a game against Georgia with uh, uh, two quarterbacks, right? But, right, but if he's torching our defense in practice, do you think Saban pulls the trigger given how weird this season is? And given that Georgia has effectively no tape on Bryce Young. Yeah. I mean, if he is, if he is absolutely, and the only reason that I say this could happen Mm-hmm. Is because if he's absolutely torching the defense, um, and he looks better than than Mac Jones, Mac Jones has more experience, but not that much experience. 
You're right. And relative like, to everything else, he doesn't have like, um, you know, he, he hasn't really started for a whole season and, you know, he's played well in a couple of games. He's also made a couple of mistakes. Um, you know, again, not holding that against him, but I'm saying, I don't think it's foregone like a Jalen Hurts situation. He didn't no. go out and win SEC offensive player of the year, the year before. Right. Right. So I, th- I think it's a little different. Um, Although I would still probably say that Mac wins the job, at least initially. Yeah. I mean, I think that the fact, I mean, we've touched on it before, the fact that there are no fans in stadiums, there's no real home field advantage, there's no real rattling a quarterback, gives yeah. Bryce Young another plus one. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, I mean, if it, I think, in my mind, initially it is Mac Jones' job to lose. Um, so as long as he's having solid – uh, practices in the fall and all that I I think he's got it and that's my prediction like you said at least initially who knows after that but um I think it does definitely uh, up Bryce Young's odds to start I would I would say that it definitely gives him a better chance yeah I mean because in this short season I mean I don't know obviously being dynamic is gonna gonna 100% matter but um, I don't know. I mean, you really do have to take who, who, who you know, gives you the best shot to win, you know, out of the gate. Because, yep. yep. I mean, if you're opening up with Georgia, I mean, that's pretty damn tough. Yeah. And, I mean, it's not it's not out of the realm of possibility for Coach Saban to throw Bryce Young in there with zero college football experience. I mean, you know, he's made ballsier moves in the past, uh, I would argue. Um, yeah. And oh, with yeah. the amount of talent around him to insulate him, um, and kind of take the pressure off at least initially. It's it, I would not run. I would not uh, uh, put it past Coach Saban to start him. Like it's it's like I said, it's not it'll out of the realm of possibility. It'll be something to watch, right? Like yeah, it'll be something to monitor. And yeah. it'll and probably get exhausting to a certain extent, but <laughs> I mean, we've um, discussed it two or three times already, and it's only it's it's August, you know. It's hard not to talk about it though. I mean, like yeah. it is like the story. Um, I mean, and I don't like killing quarterback battles to death, but I think this one is actually just a really, really, I think he got two really good players. Not that, um, we haven't had two really good players in the past, but, um, I don't know. I just, I I think it's gonna be really fun to watch. Yeah. And it's, it's the most, it's definitely different than the other quarterback battle because of the dynamics of this season. Um, yeah, yeah, it's just different. It's and definitely it'll give effective. us something to talk about besides damn COVID. Like, honestly, I think everybody's just tired of COVID. Like, we want some sort of sports or, or something other than COVID to talk about, right? All right, we got hockey. Uh, we don't. You have hockey. You canceled the baseball shot. season today, I believe. Um, yeah, if Mike Soroka has a torn Achilles, the Braves season is over. Yeah, okay, so baseball is... Baseball's over. Um, caps lost today, so basketball? hockey's over. No caps. Yeah, no, I know, but I'm I got basketball. That's oh yeah, basketball. Yeah, I guess I haven't. Wa- I don't think I've watched a single NBA game yet. I've watched five or six. I'm watching the uh, Jazz and Lakers now, so pretty fun stuff. Yeah, I'm sure I'll I'll tune in when it kind of turns into more of the the playoffs, right? Um. Yeah, it's fun. Guys are knocking off some rust, but. 
Um, that's to be expected, really. I mean, it's it's going to be kind of rusty in every sport. Oh, you know what? I watched the first half of the Mavs-Rockets uh, game the other night when the Mavs scored 86 points in the first half. That's a joke. So <laughs> I also watched that. I also watched that, part of it at least. So sports are crazy right now, man. God, 86 points in one half. And Luca wasn't pace. even on fire, man. It wasn't even like Luca was going off. KP wasn't. It, it wasn't like it was a dominant performance by anybody. They were just scoring left, right, and center. Well, I mean, I guess that's fun to watch. I mean, better than no sports. It's better than college basketball. That's insane. Uh, yeah. College basketball, if you watch the NBA, is incredibly sloppy. Yes. Yeah, and especially with the – I mean more the refereeing and how slow the game is. But I guess the NBA, oh, NBA yeah. is guilty of that as well to a degree. NBA's got terrible officiating too. So does every, every sport has bad officiating. Like everyone bitches about it. Like, you know, it's yeah. like people talk about umpires in baseball, but like everybody talks about officiating in basketball and football too. It's just like – It's universal. You're a sports oh. fan. Yeah, if you're a sports fan, you bitch about officiating. It's your thing. It's what you do. Um, uh, it's part of the sport. Yeah, it's it's it goes it goes on uh in Europe as well with soccer. Uh, yeah, any sport you you get on Twitter during a game, um, you're likely to see somebody uh going off about officiating. It's I mean it's, it's honestly always tight. the reason your team losing, dude. It's <laughs> the reason your team loses. I mean your team's never not as good. It's always I've I've not sport. once rooted for a team that wasn't screwed by the refs. Not one game. Ugh, especially Alabama in yeah. Auburn. TBT. Exactly. We got to stop. But I know we wanted to kind of do a short one and just kind of do new stuff. Yep. Um, we're also going to do another podcast on Thursday. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll Friday. Friday like normal. Yeah. And it'll be a lot more interesting. <laughs> Hopefully we'll be more well rested. Fantastic. Yeah, I think you can tell we're tired, but I don't yeah. even care. I, just I mean, I'll be something. I'll be in a new location at that point. I'll be uh, I'll have gone from Denver to Dallas. Um, nice. I will be in Atlanta. Fantastic! I love it. Right around the street from the Braves Stadium, um, where their season has hereby been canceled. But I tell you, I, I saw it on Twitter, right. and I believe I believe the commissioner quoted it and said, "Well, folks, pack it up." Yep, he did. He should. Yeah. He's an illogical asshole. That'd be something he would do. <laughs> oh, we'll 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 dig into him another day, I suppose. Yeah, absolutely. But uh, we'll see about having a guest. Uh, I'm gonna reach out to some folks and we'll see what we can do. Uh, worst case, you get us, um, and it'll still be fun. That's a pretty good worst case, folks. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Almost the best case, really. Yeah, and two episodes one week. To make up for no episodes last week, it evens out. What? What about uh, this? This is better, I believe. You get two episodes one week. Yeah, well, you couldn't ask for more. We should just do a daily podcast and just do our random thoughts, off-screen thoughts. Please don't ask for more because I can't. I can't do that. I can't do what he just said. Fair point. We'll <laughs> All see. right, but let's uh let's go ahead and get out of here. I'm gonna go uh, get dinner. Um, nice. But, What's for dinner? Uh. I uh, believe Mexican. I believe it's a Mexican place. Nice. Um, I had, and margaritas. Uh, mostly margaritas. I had a gyro and uh, falafel from my uh, Mediterranean spot down the street. It uh, was pretty gas. You're living the American dream. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Always, bro.
The American dream is eating Mediterranean on a Monday. A euro is the American dream. It's the it's the it's a great food, Taylor. It's I don't, pronounced I don't like gyro, it. bro. Oh my god. All right. Well. <laughs> Yeah, my air conditioning unit's kicking on in my hotel, and it's loud as. Right, so, let's get out of here. Don't yep, I'll talk to you Thursday. Yeah, sounds good, pal. And we will be back with more content then. Uh, but until then, thank you all for listening. And uh, as always, roll tide. Roll tide. Rolling down a backwoods, Tennessee byway. One arm on the wheel Holding my lover With the other A sweet, soft, southern thrill Worked hard all week Got a little jingle On a Tennessee Saturday night Couldn't feel better I'm together with my Dixie Land delight, spend my.